Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is David White, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Nation. Welcome back. I am Cody Carpentier. You can find me on X at Cody Carpentier. And today I'm back again with another 2024 NFL Draft Rookie Spotlight talking wide receivers once again. Today that player is Jalen Polk out of Washington. Not Roma Dunze, not Jalen McMillan, but Jalen Polk. Three studs at Washington this year. And Jalen Polk is the next in line to get talked about. Six foot two, 204 pounds. He's going to be 22 years old here in about a month and a half. And he's a pretty polarizing prospect. And I think that's going to continue to grow over the course of the process. Sometimes when there's a multitude of stars in a room, one guy gets overshadowed. And it does feel like that was Jalen Polk over the course of the season. We're going to unroll all of that here in just a second. But first, I want to ask you to please click that like button. Please click subscribe. And if you are listening on podcast, of course, please drop five stars as that does indeed help us as a podcast grow in the space. And of course, you know, growth is the most important thing other than giving you guys the best content possible. So thank you guys again for tuning in and tapping in. Let's get to Jalen Polk and let's get down to the nitty gritty. First and foremost, his offensive market shares in 2022 Sorry, in 2022. In 2023, 18% of the receptions, 22% of the yards, and 24% of the touchdowns. Again, playing with Roma Dunze, playing with Jalen McMillan in this offense. He's from Lufkin, Texas. He went to Texas Tech out of high school as a three-star prospect in the 2020 class. Transferred to Washington after that first season at Texas Tech. And in that first two years, he really only combined for about 350 receiving yards. And then that third year then, well, he was at Washington. The second year at Washington, third in his career. Career. He went for 694 yards. That was 2022. In 2023, he had 69 receptions, 1,159 receiving yards, and nine touchdowns in that Washington offense. As the, really the number two in that offense, Jalen McMillan back in 2022 was the number two. McMillan was injured in 2023 for the most part, vaulting Polk into that opportunity uh, to kind of take over as the number two receiver in this offense this year. I think some of the pros that Polk brings to the table at six foot two, 204 pounds, he's pretty insufferably smooth uh, at the catch point. His contortion ability, I just tweeted a picture out about it. He's one of the smoothest operators when the ball is a split second from being in his hands when the ball is in his hands and that split second after the ball is already in his hands. Like he's that whole process of framing, getting ready, catching it, turning up field, 
he's one of the best in the class at doing that thing. And that's kind of why I said insufferably smooth at the catch point and his contortion ability. Again, some of these guys, they can, they can contort, they can make these sick catches, but they look a little stiff doing it. He's smooth throughout the entire game. Strong hands catchers, got great hand-eye coordination. There's at times you will see him let that ball come into his body, but that's fine. He he's for the majority he's got some of the strongest hands you'll see. Michael Penix made note of that. He said he's the, he's he's got the best hands out of any receiver that Michael Penix himself has played with. He consistently finds the soft spot in defenses. 45 out of 69 receptions in 2023 went for first downs. And as you're continually watching the tape on Jalen Polk, game after game after game, that's all you notice. It's it's first down, it's right at the sticks. First down right at the sticks. You'll see the occasional uh, over-the-top opportunity, which that's not really part of his game. His game is working between 5 and 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, and that kind of goes into when you look at his A dot and his yards per reception. He had eight, 108 targets in 2023, 15th in the country. Again, playing with Roma Dunze, who was second with 140. 16.8 yards per reception, but his A dot was only 13.8. And it, it didn't feel like a guy that you saw 16.8 yards per reception. Didn't feel like that guy you know, that is always pushing the ball down the field. This guy's always catching that ball between, it feels like, the 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 uh, yards from the line of scrimmage marker. Uh, the yet That's where the yak come in, though, comes in, though. He's very proficient in yards after catch. He was top 40 in the country this year uh, in 2023. First downs on first downs on first downs on first downs. That's what it feels like when you're watching Jalen Polk, and that's what the comp came to for me was Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen of course, is the model of consistency at the wide receiver position over the course of the last decade. Not being a superstar, but being the model of model of consistently consistency at probably like that tier three, tier four wide receiver in the NFL where you just know he's going to be there. And of course, in fantasy football, that's only going to continue to assist you. Uh, currently in NFL draft ADPs, Jalen Polk's going off at about 60 overall, which is about wide receiver nine, wide receiver 10 overall. In fantasy drafts, you're looking probably at the third round, the middle of the third round before Polk gets coming off the board. We just did a two-round mock over on X, at Rosterwatch on X, a.k.a. Twitter. It's pinned at the top of the screen. We're doing X-exclusive uh, mock draft shows now. I just had my 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 man Matty Kiwaman next week. I'm going to have Ray Garvin on, Ryan McDowell, and so on and so forth over the course of the next couple of weeks. So make sure you go over to X, follow along at Rosterwatch, and tap into those rookie mocks and get a feel for some of those ADPs. But Jalen Polk's going to be a guy consistently, I think, in the middle of the third round. That's going to be a sick value. Kind of reminds me, you know, not in the play style or anything like that, because my comp is that I'm feeling, but projecting from last year's class to this year's class a Mingo slash Rice type of an output. I don't think he quite gets drafted as high as Mingo, of course, being uh, 33rd overall. But even if he goes 55-60 in that area, Polk in an offense like Buffalo, Polk in a, in, I don't want to say Kansas City because that's, of course, where um, Rashi Rice is, but an offense that is devoid and needs a, needs a piece. I th- think of Cincinnati, Cincinnati, where they could potentially lose T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd this year. A Jalen Polk would be disgusting in that setting because he could he could easily intake 80, 90 targets as a rookie in the NFL, and that is that is just 
chef's kiss. That is just you're just printing money at that point if you're drafting Jalen Polk in the third round. He's not a mega separator downfield, as I mentioned before, but he's a very savvy operator. He lacks that true de- downfield uh, deep threat ability. I projected him for about that four five oh four four nine. 40-yard speed, which, again, isn't slow, but when you're talking about that downfield ability, he's not going to separate against NFL talent on nine routes, on deep crossers and things of that nature. He's going to continue to work like Adam Thielen does. He's going to dominate the middle sector of the field between 5 and 15 yards. That's what he's going to be. He's not a hammer in the run game. Very solid. I think he occasionally struggles with some concentration drops that popped up on tape. That's about it. Uh, And then off the field, he won the Husky Fever 12th Man Award in 2021. His first year on campus at Washington, he won the Husky Fever 12th Man of the Year uh, Award. So that's you know, basically being the guy that's not on the field, but he's the, the hyper teammate, the best teammate out there. That was Jalen Polk in 2021. Again, this is a very solid football player that I think is being overlooked right now because of Roma Dunze, because of how stacked this receiving room is. Over the course of the last week and a half, we've done a couple of these write-ups, and I just want to talk you through a couple rookies that I did write up and I did rank and where Jalen Polk is going to really line up next to these guys. We just did Troy Franklin the other day. We just did Brian Thomas the other day. Jalen Polk is right between these guys. Troy Franklin, he's top four for me in the class. Jalen Polk is going to come in right behind him. Brian Thomas is a little bit further down there. I'm also dropping a top 25 NFL draft wide receiver rankings list over on rosterwatch.com. That's probably going to come out over the course of the weekend, maybe Monday. We'll see when that comes up, but when you when it will be out, it will be on Twitter. Uh, I'll tweet that out at Cody Carpentier. It'll be tweeted out from rosterwatch and it'll be on rosterwatch.com, of course. So make sure you tune in and tap in for that top 25 NFL draft rookie wide receivers. I appreciate everybody tuning in today. Appreciate you guys in the chat for tuning in here on the YouTubes on X. Again, keep on tuning in. Rosterwatch.com, rosterwatch.com. Please click that like button. Please click subscribe. We'll be back with much more content as the weeks continue. A lot of things are scheduled. A lot of things are planned. Rosterwatch Nation, we're here. We appreciate you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Restaurant Nation, Interfriendly Neighborhood Trash Man. Back with another rookie spotlight. Today I'm going to be talking about David White Jr. out of Western Carolina University. Um, he was a guy that I had actually intended to write up before the Shrine Bowl, or at least before the Shrine Bowl practices. And it was just so hard to find tape on him that I didn't think I'd be able to do an accurate write-up of him, you know, before the Shrine Bowl practices. And I guess maybe it was a good thing because I just didn't know what I had in store. Uh, David White out of Western Carolina University, six foot two, 195 pounds, nine, three inches hands, 31 and a half inch arms, 
he's got a big frame, you know, he looks like he could be over 200 pounds, but I mean, I guess he's kind of lanky, but he's got a big frame, wide shoulders that you could build on. Uh, just a size speed combo. One of the things that pops out when you see him on field and you see him, you know, in these seven on sevens, 11 on 11 drills or one-on-one is just his ability to create separation, you know, kind of almost at will. There, there were some of these other wide receiver, Taj Washington, um, Isaiah, I think Williams, you know, out of Illinois, some of these smaller guys who can create space because they're so, you know, kind of shrimpy and fast. And it was just kind of uncanny to see why do it because, you know, he's six foot two, almost 200 pounds, a big guy, but he was creating space like some of these smaller, you know, really speedy receivers. And he was doing it through his quick footwork, uh, head movement, you know, he was, he was just getting these defenders to bite and then just going, you know, I didn't really get to see a chance. I'd really get a chance to see him in many contested catch situations because none of his catches were contested. Really. He, you know, there was space between him and his defender. Um, yeah. So it was just really something exciting to see out there. You know, he was kind of head and shoulders above the rest of the receivers out there, except maybe Anthony Gold. Anthony Gould, um, he was consistently getting open at will. He made it look easy out there. Um, but it was just it was just funny to see because White was such a big guy compared to the rest of the guys. You know, really good body control for a receiver of his size, soft hands, excellent route runner sharp, uh, just creating space at the top of his routes and then and, you know, throughout the stems too. It just kind of it really it really didn't matter. He was able to create space on either end. Um, You know, I really didn't have a lot bad to say about why, you know, I really didn't see that many, that much as far as downside on the field. I mean, he did play at a small school, so it was small school competition. Um, But, you know, it doesn't, it didn't even really matter because, you know, we saw him at the Shrine Bowl against those other good players. And, and apparently he's done it at the hula bowl previously. You know, I didn't get a chance to see him there, but you know, reading about this guy, apparently he put on a show at the hula bowl too. So he's doing it against good players, you know, in situations that are somewhat high pressure. So the small school thing, I don't know if it, I don't know if it holds for white. You know, I guess the other thing that potentially could be a knock on White is that he didn't practice on the second day that we were there, presumably because he was banged up. In fact, that's what I was told is that he was a bit banged up from the day of practice before. You know, I don't know if that was the case. If it was the case, maybe he, maybe it's, you know, a little bit of injury proneness on his part, but I tend to think that his agents, his people saw that he did enough on that tape practice before where he didn't need to go out there on field again. You know, he, he showed everyone in the stands, you know, what he can do. You know, it's not, not like we were looking for this guy. He just kept on popping up and we kept on commenting on, it. you know, white could be, one of these players that we go to the Shrine Bowl, to the Senior Bowl, 
to suss out one of these guys who come from a small school, maybe didn't get the opportunities that some of these other players got, but really just shines, you know, when you put him on a big stage, um, when you, when you pit him up against other players of his ilk, you know, good defenders for the most part. And he just thrives, you know, so he's somebody I'm, I'm definitely going to be taking a flyer on in dynasty kind of regardless of where he lands um, I guess we'll see his combine, see how he does. But unless he falls flat on his face, I I still have a lot of uh, hope for White in the NFL. You know, he projects to be kind of a big slot, big slippery slot. But I think he could play outside, too, with just his separation ability. I compared him to Michael Thomas, you know, somebody whose route running was really good. Um, coming out of college, really good feet, just knew how to get open and was a big guy. I don't know if we get that kind of upside out of David White, but could be. You know, another Michael, Michael Wilson was somebody who I potentially compared David White to a big guy who knows how to get open. Except this guy, White, he's quicker than Wilson from what I've seen. Anyway, so there you have it, David White Jr., um, out of Western Carolina University. I don't know how you're going to get your eyes on him, but we did, and we loved him, and we think you will too. So there you have it. On behalf of rosterwatch.com, this has been The Trash Man. Until next time, be ready. credit card bill.